Brother, what a night it really was. Oh my yeah, goodness. Yeah, one for the books. Question mark? Good? Question mark. Good or bad? Probably mostly bad. Mostly, pretty much completely bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which we'll talk about uh, in a little bit. Yes. First, I want to talk about if I a little sound a little stuffed up or a little uh, sniffly during the show, uh, I got a cold. Yeah, I know. I got a real honest to goodness cold. Uh huh. How did that happen? I have no idea how that happened. How can you get? I mean, I don't. I don't have COVID nineteen, but how can you get a cold if you're if you're sheltering? I don't know. I take this as a good sign. Okay. In in this uh, pandemic times, like I'm, I know that like our state is ahead of the curve because of social distancing. We're doing a really good job of eliminating cases, and I, I guess I haven't checked the uh, trends, but we're not trending up. We might be going down. Yeah. We're not going up. I know that. Uh huh. And I, I've had this theory where this it's super important that we do this. It's like wearing a seatbelt, right? Yeah. You don't plan to get in a pile up when you drive to the store, right? You wear a seatbelt. Just in and you, case. And you could, yeah, you could live your entire life and never be in a car accident. And you wore your seatbelt and that was a good idea. Mm-hmm. It's like getting insurance. Yes. I've been in, I've been in over a dozen car accidents. <laughs> and so it's important. Uh, I was not driving in most of them. It's long, long stories. a succession of long stories, really. <laughs> um, but, but every time, you know, you wear your seatbelt. Yeah. Because you never know. Right. One second. <coughs> it's not COVID-19. Right. So I think that we've been doing such a good job of wearing our seatbelt that the crashes are way down and the fatalities are way down. Mm -hmm. But I think that means that there are places like New York, there are places like, you know, Seattle is is starting to recover, but it's taking time that this thing is running rampant because partially because people aren't distancing, but also because it was there before anybody knew about it, you know? And so it's, it's, you just can't say who's got it in the... The incubation period is so long and some, some people are symptomless carriers, you know, so that's why we all have to do this. But mm-hmm. I think it's possible that we have really cut it down. There are some places where we're still distancing and we should maintain distancing, but it's not here. Right. And it's not going to come here as long as nobody's stupid and doesn't move around and, you know, cross state lines or something like that. So I think right. the area that we're at, I think we're doing so well that it's not really around. Mm-hmm. And... So how did I get a cold then? I don't know. But the point is, <laughs> is that if I got an opportunistic, you know, infection or, or something or a viral infection, it was just a cold and it, and it wasn't uh, COVID-19. Right. Right. But although technically, I guess if I was doing all the things. What? How, how did you get a cold anyway? <laughs> I don't know. The point is, I, I think it's I think it's good news. Oh, OK. All right. Like two. Yeah. Great. I think it's good news that I got a regular cold. Oh, boy. Right. Uh. OK. Um, speaking of, well, so as far as like, um, you know, general contagiousness goes, like what has it, it how does it compare to the, the average cold? Because wearing a non-medically approved mask and, you know, going to the gas station to get, you know, milk and pop and fill up your car. Yeah. I, I mean, are you more likely to get, let's say you take, you know, at the average level of precautions, are you more likely to get a, a regular cold, uh, a rhinovirus right. than you would a coronavirus? This is where we need That's to really talk good to question. I don't know. Yeah, an epidemiologist. Right, you know? right. Um, but anyway, because like I, 
when you have a cold, I know in like other countries like Japan, if you're sick, you wear a mask so you don't cough on anybody. Mm-hmm. But it's a different shape of virus, right? So would right. a normal mask even protect you? Uh, that's a really good question that I don't know the answer yeah. to. Yeah. Right. Well, they're probably totally unrelated, but still, I feel like it's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> That's you. Ah. Yeah. I'm not, I don't know how, I don't necessarily feel excited that you have a cold, but if you're excited, I guess I should be excited. So, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Laugh with those who laugh, weep with those who weep. Right. With those who. Oh my right. Goodness. Yeah, I guess right. so. Now, wow. Write that down. Yeah. Uh, this is the Just Enough Trope Podcast. Write that down. I'm your host, Caliban. Joined as well as by my co host. Hi, I'm Mika Hana. On this live episode where we're here to talk. What we do, all the news that's fit to cast in the world of nerdy entertainment. Yes. And also we do pop culture review and commentary. Yes. Pop culture critique and discussion. Uh, yes, all of those things. Pop culture just taking a sledgehammer to this baby. Oh. And... <laughs> Does it have to be a baby? Um... Um, yeah, I think in this case it probably is. Oh my goodness. Uh, my uh, natal uh, or uh, post-prenatal, somewhere in the natal Whoa. region, Whoa. Uh, love of 80s action films and accidentally came across a discovery recently. Uh-huh. What's that? And that discovery is you think of Conan the Barbarian as being Mr. 80s action movie absolutely uh played by arnold schwarzenegger mm-hmm. he's in a lot of m- movies uh schwarzenegger's in this he's in that he ruled the 80s yes. and a lot of the 90s with his action films yeah but if you start and you look back yes at some of those films you go you were in some bad films <laughs> and i'm talking at the height of your popularity you were in some garbage films uh-huh. and if yeah. we we'll, we'll get into it in the segment but there is a couple films in uh, Schwarzenegger's canon that are definitely the lesser Schwarzenegger films. Right. These are not good movies. Right. And it's so weird. And like I said, we'll talk about the specifics later, but there's a reason for that. Okay. There's a really interesting, strange reason. Okay. And that's... Uh, you're putting me in suspense. That's our know. tease. Okay. okay. All and right. we will talk about that uh, very soon, actually, uh, on the other side of the news uh, when we do that. How's it going? Um, It's going as good as it can go in quarantine, I guess. You know, uh, just the quarantine life. Uh, haven't really been outside. Getting that cold. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, my, my days are probably... Uh, ticking here for me to get it well um, we'll see uh hopefully not um yeah I'm, I'm doing good too uh we're like any crisis you just sort of there is no definitive end to a crisis this is right. how media why it's why we like it but it's how it lies to us there is no you know put the bad guy on a hook and then he gets dragged through a flamethrower and uh <laughs> right you know that's the way that's stallone yeah um and then when the credits roll and you kiss the girl, it just, nothing happens that way. No, at all, except life. for wars. I guess you sign a treaty and then the war is really over. I but, guess so. Yeah. Uh, so this is just you know we've all the concerns that we've had about where we are, what's going on, how the world is changing, whether it will continue to change. Mm-hmm. All those things are still with us. Those concerns yes. and thoughts, but there's no even the news cycle has kind of run out of juice now. Do you know what I mean? I think I know what you mean. It'll pick up again when, you know, for the, when the next series of Trump uh, news conferences. Right. But a lot of news outlets are like, yeah, we're not going to those anymore. We just, we, we've seen the show already. Right. 
And so we've all kind of settled into, oh, we're still kind of concerned about it, but we're in that point where it's not a novelty anymore that we're all locked up. Um, yeah. Maybe some of us are still um, uh, boiling kettles of uh, rage and isolation that will uh, are set to explode. But uh, I think a lot of us I have just that. sort of, we're just kind of head down and just waiting for the end now. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, the end is coming. But I I, I think we're, we're at the crest is what I'm saying. I like where we are. Uh, you do? I think we fi- SNL's back. Uh, yeah, I think we figured it out at this point. I, I think know. we know what we're doing. Uh, I see so many less posts about, uh, oh, man, I'm just going so crazy. You know, I've baked all the bread. I've done everything. Yeah. You're seeing yeah. less of that, and you're just seeing more. A lot of people are streaming. A lot of people are just sharing their random thoughts. It's, sure. It's turned everybody's creative instincts on, and I think it's great. And I want to say, get off my lawn. <laughs> You step in the podcast ring with me. Right. No, I right. don't know. I think it's great. Best not miss. Um, yeah. Uh, so much Zoom entertainment out there, I feel like. You know. Um, I feel like didn't really know what Zoom was before this all started. Now it's part of my... Who's Zoom and who? Yeah, I know, That's right? what I find out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and on that note, uh, we have uh, been inspired to create something new as well. We have mm. a new feature. I wouldn't call it a whole new podcast, but it's a feature. It's a feature. A uh, running feature connected to Just Enough Trope called Co-Videos. Yes. Came up with it in 10 seconds, and we're not going <laughs> to change it. Where we talk about movies that are um, on our minds, mm-hmm. um, specifically in two ways. One, you have a list of films. I do. That you... You know, it's it's your Captain America list. Yes. I'll put yeah. it on the list. Right, right. Exactly. I, I haven't seen it. It goes on the list. Right. Uh, and we're um, going through that bit by bit, but I think we've decided that we're going to try to randomize it a little because for some reason you put... <laughs> what, what are all the films that you... Oh, uh, I, I mean, there are... The, besides... Okay, the first one, the outlier, is uh, The Karate Kid, which right. is kind of such a, uplifting and fun. Such a deceptive beginning. Yes. <laughs> and and then, you know, I think the second one was The Graduate, which is like, okay. All right. Um, and uh, what was... Oh, you want to watch Rocky. Yeah, then then Rocky. Okay, so... The, all right. Uh, so I'm just... Here's what I'm worried about. I guess it hasn't been showing up in the data here, but it, it, it's, it's a possibility. Because we, then we watched Taxi Driver. Yes. Which is relentlessly depressing. It is. And then the, your next up was The Handmaid's Tale. Yep. Which is not only depressing, but it's not even a good movie. Uh, right. You know, the movie's so good that they decided to make a Hulu series uh, to fix it. Yeah, I know. Um, and I don't, you know, the sorrow and the pity's after that. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so I just want to make sure that we're not going to, you know, I think it'd be better if we take the list. Great. Everything on there you want to see. Uh-huh. But then we leave it to chance. Uh, like, how do we randomize it? Do we put it because in a I randomizer? Because I thought it would be, I we, thought it like, would be a fascinating a discussion to... Go through the list because you just literally one keep this one. list in your pocket mm-hmm. and it's accreted over time. Yeah. But you don't have any stories for like where you remembered, how, oh, I should put this on the list. No. Or, you know, I was talking to somebody and they said, you got to do this. And yeah. so there is no context really. to it. So let's just randomize it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there, maybe there are, there are a few where like. It's not like Captain America had to watch Star Trek slash Wars and then have Thai food like right after that. No. And then mm-hmm. that Thai food was great. Trouble Man soundtrack. Here we go. Yeah, right, right, So we're right. just going to randomize it. Okay. And then my videos, because they're co-videos, are just films either that I think are significant or I want to see. I have, myself have not seen them. Mm-hmm. But they're not necessarily like, 
all time. Oh, I got to see this one or, or whatever. So um, the, the past four that I did in order were Sullivan's Travels, Mulholland Drive, The Player, and then we just recently watched Tad Browning's Freaks. Yes. And the first three were all movies that are kind of about Hollywood and about movies. Yes. And so that was my sort of free association. And I'm going to keep associating. Okay. But there are also ones where, you know, I'm going to borrow your shtick and just go, God, you know, I've never seen never like seen this. that. Yeah. I- I'm totally fine with you borrowing my shtick. So yours it's is an education. My... Yes. And mine is more of an examination. Sure. Or a rumination. Uh, whichever... Asian or a ruination. You, yeah, you, you want to go with. You can go with For all three. For the acceleration yes. of the nation. <laughs> emancipation. And the emancipation <laughs> of the prostration. It's a declaration. Oh, okay, all right. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> see, yeah. see, David yeah. Allen Greer, not that tough. <laughs> so uh, that's what we'll be doing, uh, talking about uh, two Arnold Schwarzenegger movies in just a little bit. Yep. But before that... Talking about the news. I think that went out. <laughs> so I never, I don't have my cans on, so I think the flash sound just played, and the news is on. All uh, right, we're talking about nerd news this week, and uh, you know, a lot of the news is still uh, related to hey, what's uh, it got canceled or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, along those lines, we've heard James Gunn say that Guardians of the Galaxy three and the Suicide Squad. Won't be delayed. Both films that he's working on currently okay. should be out when they're supposed to be out. All right. I mean, I, I guess I can see Suicide Squad because that's pretty much already in the can, right? So, but, I mean, I guess it depends on how long this thing goes on, too, right? Well, he, well uh, Gunn has said, and the movie was scheduled to uh, be of August 6th of next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's... Hopefully that won't be a date, uh, a problem date. Right. But the all the advanced work and all the post production that they do um, is a problem. But he has said specifically that you know they are done with shooting and yeah. they are editing um, from home. Oh wow, that that seems challenging. But well, I guess you know, maybe you could do it. Well, it's it's funny because I've heard you talk about like your boss, and I've heard other people talk about their bosses, and the fact that you know we're all working from home, which. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. We're just making a deal with our companies, right? Yeah, more or less. Our companies, they know that it doesn't take us every hour of a 40-hour work week to do our work, right? right? We're all doing like maybe an hour of work a day. And I'm talking about people that work in an office, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, if there's more to do or there's a project, you know, we get it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of employers are worried, like, are my employees working when they're at home? Mm-hmm. They're not working when they're at work. Well... A lot I mean, of email. Yeah. A lot of Facebook going on. Yeah. You're, you're if nothing around, changes, but... fine. Uh-huh. And so, like, I imagine a movie studio saying, usually we've got, like, a, tra- a trailer that they sit in or, like, an edit bay or a, a studio or a right. suite or something like that. And you can see what they're doing. But that's just on a computer. It's just on, yeah. a, on an Apple computer with yeah. uh, Final Cut or whatever. Sure. So you could clearly do that at home. Okay. But I, I know there's got to be some studio heads or some that aren't suits happy that are like, it. are they really are they really editing that movie? Right. <laughs> well, I kind of am surprised, though, him saying that about Guardians 3, but maybe they're, they're so far away from even beginning production of that. Because, yeah. you know, I mean, just right now, there there's nothing going on. You know, as far as making movies, making TV shows, you know, stuff that's in the can, we can edit that, we can process that. Um, I guess the only thing I would be concerned with about that is, 
you know, uh, all the other um, opening dates for films that have been pushed back, would it affect Yeah, we talked about that last week. Yeah. Uh, And one of the things behind it is that there's no, there is no release date. So. Okay. Well. uh, All their plans are still in the planning stage. And so uh nothing has really um, changed. They're probably not meeting in person. That's probably the only thing. Yeah. Right. Um, Okay. Well, I guess good news. Yeah. So, yeah. Did you want to talk about the Disney furloughs? Oh yeah, um, you had sent me a story about that. I, I, so I had heard about this. Um, a lot of people who um, work in the parks and uh, yeah. work for uh, Disney. I think the higher some there, there, there's a certain like tier of people who work on like Disney movies who are currently not really doing a whole lot. Who I think they're also looking at furloughing. Yeah. Um. I have also heard, however, that even if they're going to be furloughed, they will still continue to get their benefits. So that's at least a somewhat silver lining for something like that. But yeah, I'm not exactly sure how all that works. Well, you know? I yeah, I have a friend who works for Disney oh, and okay. he works for the uh, Parks and Experiences okay. uh, division, and he was uh, furloughed a week ago. Okay. And the funny thing is, is that it was, he had planned to retire in like May. Whoa. Like retire, retire? He is retiring and he is moving out of the country. He is moving to another country. Oh, okay. I think you have mentioned this to me before. Yeah. Um, and so, so that... he's, he's retirement age. Um, he's, he's or is point. he kind of young? He's young. He just did. I think he did pretty good. Oh, okay. he did well. He worked right. at a high level in Hollywood for a while, uh, and so he's. You know, they had all they had set up to move out of the country. As far as I know, that's all fine. They got permission to fly out of the country. Oh, wow, and like really? That, and so they can take up their uh, get their house and, and everything. But wow. yeah, that was like, well, that's the end of my Hollywood career. Done. I guess I'm just done a little bit early. Yep. Yeah. No okay. cake for me. <laughs> it's, it's just over. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. It's happening. Wow. All right. Yeah, they've laid people off or furloughed, I guess, from uh, Marvel Studios, yep. Lucasfilm, Pixar, Searchlight, uh, Fox Searchlight, and more. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. everybody is feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, it's it's. It's frustrating, and you know, you know, I feel like most companies are doing the the, the best that they absolutely can. But uh, obviously, at the end of the day, they're a business, so you know they're probably looking at like how long can we keep paying our employees to work from home or what have you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's upsetting, but. Well, it's happening a lot. It's not the only upsetting news coming out of Disney these days. It was announced, and maybe uh, all the furloughs will kill this, but it was announced that Disney will be remaking Robin Hood exclusively for Disney+. Plus. Yeah, and you know how I feel about this. Um, Robin Hood is my absolute favorite Disney movie, the animated film. and uh, Robin not- Hood is your ghost in the shell. Yeah, yeah. Only, it's my baby. Don't touch it. Only the first one came out before you were born. Yeah. And so you're going to have one disappointment in your life watching it butchered. Well, Every that's five true. years, somebody butchers goes in the shell for me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, not only is it coming, I mean, 
It's coming out on Disney Plus, and it's going to be all in CGI. It's a CGI live action hybrid. I hate everything about this. So it's going to be it's Lion King. It is going to be Lion King. Yep. But so this is my question. Uh, well, how does a fox who wears a hat with a feather in it? Why does that need to be CGI to yeah. be realistic? Yeah. I got no idea. Yeah. And 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 they're not gonna like Lion King it because it, they're not gonna make him like a fox on all fours, right? Because like, what would be how the did point Baloo, of that? Did Baloo walk in the Jungle Book yes. that they did recently? So they'll do oh, it like that. Oh, uh, well, he wants to walk like you seen, and talk like you. I'm assuming. Yeah, you, I'm assuming you did. I, I haven't seen. He's the slightly new anthropomorphized, but yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, not great. Uh, it's going to be directed by Carlos Lopez Estrada, uh, the director of the movie Blind Spotting, and Carl Granlund, who wrote the Lady in the Tramp reboot for Disney Plus. Anyone remember that? Remember there was a Lady in the Tramp yep. live action movie? Yep, which is I writing have it. Not seen. So this is the wettest fartest <laughs> I can think of uh, just... for 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 a property that. And let's face it, you like it. I actually, I, I like that too. I like that, and I like the um, the King Arthur. Remember the animated King Arthur oh, movie? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I like both of those. Uh, the sword and then the stone, right? Yeah. Um, and they've never touched those. And yeah. the reason they haven't is because they don't they don't value them at all. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Well, I think so, there's a reason why this is coming out on Disney. Yeah, Plus. this thing was safe in the back of the drawer, but they've pulled the drawer all the way out, and they got that thing now where it's sort of they're they're slanted, uh, sloping downwards. Yep. So everything slides to the front of the drawer because yep. they're looking for something, and they found this. Um, I think that uh, I, I'm a little frustrated with this for a couple of reasons, mostly because just just leave it alone. But but second, Disney, come on, just come up with some more original ideas. That's what so is tough. going? What is going on with you guys? Why do you have to remake? Every I know why thing. are they doing that. Hey, uh, talk faster so I can play Resident Evil Two. <laughs> I got to get to Resident Evil Three, so uh, it's just with the that, way they're like just remastering it, it right? right? Like, now. oh my goodness! Do you want to go to our new weekly feature, Real Heroes of Industry? Oh my goodness! Who uh, who are we featuring this week? TikTok has committed three hundred and seventy-five million dollars to coronavirus aid. Wow. Did you know that TikTok had $375 million? I did not know that. They're owned by a Chinese company called ByteDance, and they are donating $250 million in funds and $125 million worth of ad credits. So remember when we said that Google, remember we said that Google was giving yeah. like a half a billion dollars or whatever? It's yeah, like yeah, it yeah. ad credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Exactly. Like wear a mask, the ad? Right. <laughs> I know. Anyway, so it's still $250 million, I guess. Uh, Viacom, CBS has launched a $100 million coronavirus relief fund. Okay. This is mostly to su- provide support to the crew members, actors, filmmakers, so for, on and so for forth. For Viacom? Who have been fu- uh, furloughed, probably from their shows. So okay. Like, so well. if you work on... Uh, <laughs> If you work on uh, Picard, you're fine. If you work on MacGyver, you're screwed. Right, right, right. Uh, okay. Um, I mean, this makes... That makes sense. So, yeah. Um, uh, in news of bad guys... Oh, oh, no. I wanted to say uh, first, one more good guy. Uh, Bill Gates is going to spend billions on developing a v- vaccine for coronavirus. I've heard. 
That's cool. I I heard so, that the guy who started Twitter. I don't is, know why that's his job. Is doing one billion for oh, coronavirus. Yeah. Check Dorsey yeah. to get a nicer cell in hell. Whoa. <laughs> It's too yeah, late for him, I right? Know, I know. It doesn't matter. Okay. Whatever he does. <laughs> uh, I, Bill Gates is uh, very generous. Uh, he he finally left the board of Microsoft, and he is 100% a philanthropist now, which I think is great. But it shouldn't – we don't need billions of dollars to develop a vaccine. a vaccine. We're just working on that, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. if money greases the wheels and, like, throwing a Helps bunch of money it at it makes it faster. faster. Yeah, but, okay. That would help, but – from what I've heard from scientists, it's, I don't think There's it's no, about we money. Can't, no, it isn't really. And once it's done, it'll be a matter of distribution. Which is one thing I'm worried about. And maybe that's where he can help out. So yeah, getting we'll, we'll it see. into uh, more people's hands yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the bad guy. Real shitbags of industry. Oh my gosh. Uh, Disney had planned a concert, a Broadway streaming benefit concert. To I fund uh, a COVID nineteen charity, yeah, and it was halted by the musicians' union. Oh, were they going to be in person doing this? No, they were going to stream it. So I don't know if it was going to be you know the girl that plays Belle in her house or whatever, but they wanted to do this, and they couldn't agree on the royalties for the streaming rights. <gasps> wow, that's disappointing. That that got halted because of now, that. I know that actors and performers and musicians need to be protected. That's what the union's there for. Yeah. And they do good work. But don't you think all these actors, and I'm not saying they should, but don't you think they're thinking, we'll do it for free. Yeah. I know. Whatever. Right. Just let's just do this so we can get this fund running and just yeah. help people out. Right. But the union stopped it up. Well, and don't you think, like, if this is a Disney thing and this has been advertised, and I'm sure it had... Don't you think there's a bunch of little kids who are disappointed? Well, maybe too? it's Disney's fault too, because uh, Disney uh, apparently wasn't willing to bend on the uh, streaming rights, right? I mean, that's yeah, what we're talking about not. here. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. That's disappointing. Real heroes of industry. <laughs> Disney Plus has surpassed 50 million subscribers. That's, helped, I'm sure, in no small not part. Surprising by the yes. coronavirus. Two months yeah. ago, they had 22. Now they have 50. Wow. Yep. 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 But if you read Hastings, you're just, your pants are full of shit right now, right? I have no idea who the that Netflix is. The Netflix guy. Oh, oh, okay. Or are you like, we can make Bright Four. We don't care. Yeah, People will watch whatever know. we do. Yeah, right. Well, we will hire someone to get a tiger to eat someone. Yeah. In order to create Tiger King 2. Yeah, I know, right? Ugh, Parody. Man. Parody. Parody? Joke. Okay, yeah. Um, what else is going on in the world? Uh, speaking of tragedies and films, uh, AMC Theaters is almost definitely going to end up in bankruptcy here. Yeah. Wall Street analysts say. Yeah. Don't you think it's kind of, I don't know, is is it kind of like a low blow to like lower their credit rating during all of this? I mean, I know you're a business too, so nobody. You know. <clears throat> so the the economy is really important. It's super important. Yeah, and we should all go back to work and kill each other because the, oh how goodness. important the economy is. But apparently, it's not important enough to completely take the hand off of interest rates or to just declare jubilee. You know, in terms of like payments, like they did say. So like people student loan payments, I think. Uh, most student loan or federal student loan uh, pays payers um, have zero interest for um, the, the length of this. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Business wise, 
Yeah. I mean, wouldn't it just be, hey, nobody, we're all in trouble. Right. If your business collapsed overnight because, you know, selling ice cream became illegal, then Baskin Robbins would. (laughs) Poor Baskin Robbins. They'd be in trouble, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd be triple F. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So, yeah, I I think that is a, a pretty shitty move, but. I don't know. It's not great. And I th- I've said this before. The theater industry flies, the movie theater industry flies really yeah. close to the ground. Oh, for sure. In terms of um, Making the revenues. Profit. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, I, maybe there's another company that'll swoop in and buy them. And just, it's entirely and possible. And everybody gets to keep their job. That's yeah. what I, I don't really care about AMC. I just care about the people and their jobs. Yeah. Or they go into bankruptcy and they just reorganize and a couple theaters close, but right. they, they get right back to it because, let's face it, the second this ends, people are running to You're putting money again. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. feel bad for the Stubbs members. Well, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen a couple of posts online. I feel that, bad. We're, we're going we're, we're gonna to talk about this and we're going to use no proper nouns so we don't dox anybody. But our friend who runs a movie theater uh, is, has been furloughed. Oh, really? Yeah. And That's that movie theater rough. may or may not come back. I love that movie theater so much. That makes me so bummed. He's happy. Really? Yeah, I, I think. Why? Well, I mean, I think he, you know, liked the job and wants to do the job. But at the same time, he's, he, you know, him and his wife are trying to not get infected and everything like that. And he has to go in and see other people. And so it's just like him being home is is better for him. She has a great job, I guess, that she can do from home. And they were going to buy a house. Mm. So they have a ton of money. Mm. They're just not going to be able to buy a house for now. But. Right, right. So, yeah, this, you know, it affects... Everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Huh. Well, I hope the theater comes back for my own selfish reasons. Me too. So, yeah. I hope for my Uh, own selfish reasons that the Superman and Lois CW show is good. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We don't know. They're still working on it. It was announced recently that Emmanuel Shrieky will play the role of Lana Lang. Okay. I don't know who that is. You've got Tyler Hoechlin. Okay. Superman, right? Uh-huh. He's, um, how can I help you? He's the guy who gets killed right away in Another Life on Netflix. Okay. You killed me, Starbuck. Right, right, right. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> Lois will be played by Elizabeth Tulloch, who is an actress who was on, I think, Grimm for a long time. Okay. And then Emmanuel Shrieky, you never saw Entourage, but she no. is... I don't know the character's name. I want to say Sloan, but is that uh, Ferris Bueller? Anyway, she was the girlfriend of um, one of the Damon kids, right? Anyway. Okay. She was on Showtime for a long time. Okay. Or HBO. Okay. On, on trash. HBO. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Uh, I hope it's good, too. I, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I used to watch Lois and Clark, um, which, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I, your your mileage may vary on that. I, I enjoyed it when it was on, although I, I wish didn't... I liked Supergirl. Oh, okay. I know a lot of people who watch Supergirl. Mm-hmm. And then I watch, um, I don't know, VFX videos on YouTube and they show how laughably, laughably bla- uh, blad. Blood, uh, bad the <laughs> special effects are, which I guess really shouldn't matter, but no, it shouldn't because the Lowe's and Clark ones were terrible, yeah. But it's yeah. just like it's 20 years and nothing's changed, yeah. Anyway, the reason I bring all this up is Emmanuel Shrieky's like 42, uh, Bitsy Tulloch okay. is uh, probably closer to 40 than 30, and I don't know how old Tyler Hawkland is, um, yeah, I don't know either. So, will this be 
why is Alana Lang hanging around still? Do you yeah, know I, mean? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, her and him and Lois had established. Well, don't things. get me wrong. Like Dean Kane and Terry Hatcher were both pretty young when Lois and Clark was on. Yes. But are they going to – I don't mind seeing a more adult Superman. If you're going to do it, go the whole way. Bring – uh, Jonathan uh, Clark Kent or whatever in you know bring their kid in like, oh sure. have them be adults your audience is adults now right we all know the comic book nerds who keep the MCU and things like this alive are all in their 40s or whatever and so yeah like have them be oh man I hope they make it happen screw that they're married they have a kid they have a kid yeah go the whole way yeah no I, I don't disagree with you I don't know why they're not doing that but anyway Whew. All these young heroes are in their yeah. 40s. <laughs> so they, don't look, they don't look like it. That's probably no, why no, they you don't. get away with it. Yeah. Uh, another person who is uh, a little older than you'd think, but acting way younger than you'd think, is DCEU star Ezra Miller. Oh, boy. Who I think I know what you're choked say a here. lady out on video? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, but then you showed me the video and it looked like they were just fooling around. But mm-hmm. what what is ha, have you heard anything more definitive on that at all? No. Like <laughs> what is going on and why are you so silent, Ezra Miller? Um, well, okay, what's he going to say? I don't. But know. if he knows that girl, because we don't know anything about this, we know nothing. If he knows that girl, then you say nothing. And you DM that girl, and you're like, don't tell me you're joking around. Yeah, right, right, right. Tell me you're joking around. Right, exactly. Because this uh, this could go either way, and this is this is not a good look. No. Um. So... You always know, blame it on Gorilla Grodd. <laughs> wow. I like your creativity. <laughs> <laughs> or Zoom. everybody loves Zoom. Everybody's talking about Zoom. It was Zoom. Right, 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 right. It was Zoom that did it. Right, right. He uh, invaded and took over my body, and I had no control. Right. Ooh, boy. Well, from one floppy-haired, uh, dark-haired young star to another, uh, it was announced that uh, Timothy Chalamet and Army Hammer will be returning for a Call Me By Your Name sequel, according to director Luca Waragino. Really? Okay. I mean, what is the, the sequel going to be? Because it kind of sounded to me like, didn't like Army Hammer's character, like wasn't he getting married or something like that? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, that okay. means you can't ever talk to or look at anybody ever Well, again. no. Uh, I just kind of got the idea from the end of the film that they were never going to see each other ever again. But okay. All right. Um, Seems like they probably. I, I guess. Like yeah, that was a pretty good end to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Um, it's I, all based on the fact that there is a sequel to the original book. I see. Uh, that is set ten years after. Okay. I think it's called. I think it's called Find Me. So. Hmm. I mean, all of your. I feel like all of your concerns are being addressed in reality. Yeah. Yeah. Although I would still agree. What a great ending. Right. Right. <laughs> right. And then they drag each other down and they, you know, get together. And then he calls up his dad. And he's like, oh, I guess it's not. Oh, screw you. Your dumb advice. Oh, you'll get over it. <laughs> I know, right? Like, it doesn't invalidate that nice moment he had with his dad. No, I'm saying it does. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, 
All well, right. I mean, I guess we'll see how it goes and we'll see how it is. But we'll see yeah. how it goes. Yeah. Uh, we saved the bad news for last. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, are you aware of what the game of life is? And I don't mean um, pop pop old dice rolling and oh. you get a little pink car. No, I don't know what that and is. And you put uh, your family members in it. Uh, there's an inventor named and a mathematician named John Conway who invented... Uh, something called the game of life. Okay. It's hard to explain what the game of life is, but it's basically a, I don't think it started with computers, but it, it's now a computerized thing where different like mathematical sort of formulas create shapes and okay. then the shapes interact with each other in certain ways. Okay. And so they sort of can propagate or cancel each other out until they reach like a sort of equilibrium you know in the environment that you create all right it's you know, it's hard to explain sounds complicated it's hard to understand um and it was you know just a little doodle thing that he kind of did but it became sort of something of a um, point of study for people who study like cl- these closed systems sure. including biological closed systems uh-huh He's dead. I went through I, all this. I, I had went, a I feeling like, that's what you were getting And he's dead. Uh, that's too bad. Well, he was 82. Okay. Um, but he got COVID or he started to show um, signs of uh, COVID-19. Yeah. And three days he's gone. Oh, my goodness. So. Wow. Yeah. We're just mowing him down still. Uh, it's so depressing. I just feel like, I mean, forget about threes. We're just... Hearing um about uh, hearing about thirty threes. Yeah, it's just upsetting. Okay. Yeah, well. and um, particularly upsetting to me. Uh, Honor Blackman has passed away. I heard about that. And this is yeah. another situation where pretty good run. You know, yeah, uh, she yeah. was ninety four. Uh, Did she get COVID as well? As far as we know, uh, passed away of just uh, just natural, natural causes. causes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, up there. Yeah, um, she was on Doctor Who for a while, right? No. Or am I mean, thinking wrong? Uh, she was uh, in one of the Bond films, right? Well, yes, yeah, she was Pussy Galore yes. in Goldfinger. Okay. I don't know if you wanted to just keep pressing. Uh, what, what else was she <laughs> You seem to want to. You seem to want to keep doing it. So. Yeah, well, uh, I, I, I don't know anything else. She was Kathy Gale in The Avengers, the British oh. uh, TV spy show. The the black cat suit lady? Yeah, no, that no. was Emma Peel. That was Emma Peel. Yeah, okay, she actually um, preceded Emma Peel oh, okay. as the assistant to uh, John Steed. Oh, how long was that show on? It was on from the early 60s, like 61, 62, I think. Uh-huh. Um, till like the seventies. Oh wow! Okay, I haven't seen that like at all. So maybe we talked I about check this. that. I know we, we talked, talked about, about it. all the elements of the Marvel universe that you can yes. find in the Avengers. I know, <laughs> including the Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how it's like okay, so somebody, um, how do you watch British TV in the Marvel bullpen in 1963? <laughs> right, right. I know. Well, and then like you know, we just watched. Freaks um, uh, for co-videos, and you were talking about like how maybe somebody got some inspiration for uh, Harley Quinn, the blonde hitting oh, well, somebody over the head with a mallet. Yeah, maybe, and has kind of a <laughs> "Well, I'm okay, let's do this," right? Kind of voice. Uh, Chris Claremont is was born in in England, so and I think he grew up. Oh, yeah, I think uh, I knew that the first part of his life there. Okay, so okay. So, maybe got point some. made. Yeah, yeah, point exactly. 
<laughs> so, yeah, uh, that is unfortunate. And now to bring it back up again, we're going to do something fun. Hit it. What, wait, what, what are we what are we doing? Oh, I can't just throw to you. Oh, I, I, I don't. Are, are we doing our, our feature? No. Oh, OK. <laughs> It's no, no, yes, no, and I'm sorry, I don't not know even what a no, doing. not a but, just a wahoo. There's yes, and no, but, and wahoo. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry, I apologize. I don't know what we're doing. Put somebody up against the wall, COVID style. I don't want to do that. Who would, you, who would you trade for Honor Blackman? I don't know. Well, I guess she didn't. <laughs> I didn't know this was there. a thing. I don't want to put somebody up there. I mean, put somebody terrible, right? I mean, that's what you would do, right? Right. But, like, take, how about a historical figure? How about uh, somebody who's already dead? Hitler. <laughs> Hitler. <laughs> Hitler. That's, a, that's an easy one. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, uh, how, how, about, how, about, how about a Harvey Weinstein? How about a Harley Quinn? Whoa. Mr. J. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I don't feel so good. I mean, she's not my favorite, but I don't want her dead. You have to. I have to. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> oh, this is what editing's for. I'm trying to find I, a way out of I'm this sorry. segment, <laughs> and, and you keep picking up the the rope again. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um. Uh, uh, if there was a sequel to Freaks, what would it be uh, be about? Um. How can you continue to uh, do a carnival in a humane... Well, they were very humane, though. I don't know. Like, <laughs> like, does the carnival just die out? Like you were No, talking... they have a great new attraction. The, oh, the, the, that's The chicken true. woman. Yeah. The chicken duck woman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um... Well, and like, who is the guy who's like just showing him around? Who's like the narrator of the entire thing? You got like, it. He he was he around like when we were seeing the the action of the film. No, once they got a chicken lady, uh, they, they needed, had to. Oh they man! A now we got to explain it to everybody. <laughs> Let's hire somebody who can explain the chicken lady thing, <laughs> but leave out the origin of the chicken lady. Oh my gosh! Actually, yeah. no, he's kind of telling us the origin, isn't he? But he That's says, what the, the whole movie is a frame story. And yeah. then we go. So is he literally telling everybody around? And that's and after we murdered Hercules, then they cut her legs off. And here's the chicken lady. Concessions are right down the way. No, he says, we don't know how she got this way. That's what he says. Well, then why does he exist? Why does that character exist at all? Exist at all? Because we needed a frame story. Let's apparently. just see. Let's see the silhouette of a chicken lady. Right. Yeah. And then see, they're like two normal, they're like roustabouts or maybe they're acrobats. There's like two normal guys at the beginning of the movie that are kind of making fun of some of the quote unquote freaks as we're meeting them. Yeah. And those guys disappear and they never come back because mm-hmm. they're not going to gooba gaba, you know, we accept you. They're not going to be part of that. Right. But what if they're just talking and they're like, a new thing gives me the creeps. It's like, oh, right. you don't like the chicken lady or whatever. Right. Yeah. You're new around here. Let me tell you. Tell you what, the, the legend of how the chicken lady you're, came you're, about. You're then we watch the entire movie. Yeah. Then we come back to the frame at the end. This is all, if, if you like this, co-videos, it's on our usual feed. Yeah. Then we come back at the end and he's like, that's even more chilling than I thought. It's like, yeah, sometimes I feel bad, you know, for uh, for Hans. But usually 
I feel bad for the chicken lady. And then we pull out and then we get and then we go in, push in, and we get to see chicken, chicken lady, lady. Just like at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The worst. Yeah. Yeah. And you cut the denouement. Who, who, who cares? Right, 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 right. <laughs> this is a movie about uh, murder and poisoning and slaughter. I don't need to find out that uh, Hans and uh, Brigida or whatever get Frida. together at the end. It yeah. It doesn't, really, doesn't yeah. really matter at all. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no. And we have no idea oh, when that's happening. Oh, I feel good now. Thank yet. God. Woo. Thank God those kids got together. <laughs> When I say Arnold Schwarzenegger, you say... Terminator. <laughs> okay, that's, that's, oh, Terminator. Hey, you did it. I did you it. You both answered the question and you kept it in the ridiculous milieu that I established. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, total Recall. Uh, yeah, Total Recall. Use your Total Recall. Um, to... Conan. Um, Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. Um, he's, a, he's a... Predator. He's a barbarian and a destroyer. He's a predator. Yeah. Yeah. He's running. He's just all, he's running all the time. Right, running man. He's just running. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't think about Mark Kaminsky? No, I do not. The, t- the hero of Raw Deal. Yeah, <laughs> giving out raw deals. Yeah. You don't think of Captain Ivan Danko? No, I do not. From the Moscow Police. Yes. In 1988's Red, Red Heat. Heat. You don't yeah. think about those? I don't. At Look at all. check out. Schwarzenegger's career in the 80s. And when you think about it, Arnold Schwarzenegger does not have as expansive a career as you would think. Sure. You think one of the most famous, if not the most famous movie stars of all time. Absolutely. This guy's been everywhere, done everything. Mm-hmm. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. And I know that he was out of it for, you know, a while because he was governor. Yeah. But, yeah, he's only got like 75 credits. Okay. And a lot of those are... You know, shorts or, you know, he did an epic rap battles of history or whatever. There's no way to go to IMDb and sort out like real stuff and not just like DVD extras as himself. But that isn't like a ton of credit. I mean, it's it's not bad. But for a guy who is in the top 500 of uh, searchable people in IMDb and has been in all these like uh, iconic films. Yeah. Not not a ton. He picks and chooses his his projects, I think. Yeah, uh, which when you is get your probably start as uh, Hercules in New York. You have to. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I think that's probably a good thing. Although, if he was picking and choosing back in the eighties, which he probably was, he picked some sneakers. Um, as don't, I think we don't rush it. Okay, I'm not. I know what I'm doing. I know you. I'll get I us there. You do. I know. <laughs> you you want to be the, the host? No. You take over. No. Uh, in the long goodbye, he appears as I believe an uncredited strongman who we see in his underwear. <laughs> right. Um, Why are you laughing? Do you remember that scene? I, um, I I don't actually recall it uh, off the top of my head. I don't. Why do you watch these things? Um, if you're playing, well, I remember the them. long goodbye pretty well, I think, but I don't remember that scene, so I don't it, know. It's okay. Well, anyway, I'm not going to waste the audience's time explaining to you a movie that you've already seen and said you liked a lot. I uh, do. Here's his here's his career in the '80s. In 1980, he was in the Jane Mansfield story, a TV movie. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, there's nothing really much so, to say there. So, bad start. Yeah. Bad start. Uh-huh. Not a 
Not an A-lister. Yeah. Not a, you know, $100 million movie guy. Right. 1982, he's in Conan the Barbarian mm-hmm. by John Milius uh-huh. and Oliver Stone. Sure. Uh, well thought of. Did okay. Yeah. Wasn't huge uh, a movie. Not really his big break. His big break was, of course, 1984's The Terminator. Yeah. Where audiences met this guy for the first time, even though he'd been around for a while. Right, right, right. And that's when we knew, whoa, this guy's a presence. Yes. Also in 1984, the sequel to Conan the Barbarian, Conan the Destroyer came out. Oh. And that didn't do good, do good at all. Oh, okay. No, people hated that. All right. I was going to say I haven't seen that one. And in 1985, because <laughs> he had a three-picture deal or he owed Dino De Laurentiis money or something like that. Uh, he had to be in Red Sonia as a character who was very Conan-esque, but I don't think they could get the rights for Conan. Wow. So. Huh. So in that for a little bit. Okay. And then we're off to the races. Then he is a, a presence. He's a, he's a dude. He's a guy. He's in a movie a year, sometimes two. Yep. Commando in 1985, which is very successful. Okay. 1986's Raw Deal. Oh. 1987's Predator and 1987 The Running Man. That was really the summer of the Schwartz. Yes. <laughs> and then in 1988, Red Heat. And also 1988, this guy's got comedy chops. Twins. Ivan Reitman's oh, Twins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then not in a movie until the 90s. Really? And probably, uh, you know, maybe something in between. But his next movie was essentially Terminator 2 when oh, he okay. really became the biggest movie star of all time. Right, right, right. So... I've noticed a pattern here. Okay. I've noticed that out of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Let's cut out Jane Mansfield. Okay. (laughs) Doesn't matter. It wasn't a film. Right. Out of ten movies, uh, two, three of these are not science fiction or fantasy films. Uh Uh-huh. Now, if you consider action a genre, they're genre films, I suppose. Red Heat, Raw Deal, and Commando. Yeah. And, I have never seen Commando. Oh, and then Twins. Uh, twins yeah. is sci-fi. Uh, yeah, I suppose it kind of is. Well, it's only sci-fi comedy, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah. So some of these movies are considered to be some of the greatest movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Those are the sci-fi ones. Right, right, right. The rest of them, not so much. And he's got more coming up. He's got Terminator 2 in the 90s. He's got Total Recall. Yes. Eraser. Just kidding. <laughs> Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it I seems know like saying. when Arnold Schwarzenegger is doing action genre, action sci-fi, action fantasy, he's the king of the world. Uh huh. True lies, James Cameron. Yeah. Uh, when he is doing just plain, I'm a cop. I'm a cop. Right. <laughs> not great. Bad. No, no, not super great. Um, the tale of the tape is yes. Raw deal from 1986 uh-huh. is at a 25% Ugh, yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes. Yep, yep. And a 44% on Metacritic. Wow, 44. I feel like that's generous. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and Red Heat from 1988, co-starring James Belushi. Yep. Is 67% on Rotten Tomatoes, 61% on Metacritic. Again, generous, I feel like. Yeah. Um, I feel like they should be about, you know... Uh, that 25%, I feel like it should be both be hovering around there. Well, personally. Yeah, a Red Heat is a Walter Hill film. Yes. Um, so maybe that has a little something to do with it. Uh, Warriors, uh, 48 Hours, um, Last Man Standing. Right. Uh, you know, so 
maybe people were just taking that into account. They were being generous. Uh, it made thirty-five of that. million dollars at the box office. Probably costs. I think it probably costs ten or twelve, right? Just, oh yeah, just I guessing. Don't think it I don't know. I don't know how much that it costs. Much. Yeah. Um, so it was a modest success. Raw deal cost eight million and made sixteen. So it was literally a technical success. Uh, uh huh. Okay. Wow. So Oof. what I want to know is, and we're going to talk about these two terrible films. Mm-hmm. Why? Why did he do pre- these? In a T2 age, did, did he feel like he had to do these movies? And why, why would he look at a script for something like Conan the Barbarian, which is an amazing script, mm-hmm. or even Commando, something that's just, it, it is only technically not fantasy. Like, it sure. is fantastical the way that this man is invincible sure and shoots rocket launchers and can kill a million like commandos and throws a pipe through a guy Uh uh-huh um it's only very technically not like uh fictional sure but great script though at the same time Uh uh-huh um why 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 red heat i i i honestly don't know why he picked these films. I think, wasn't Ra Deal Dina De Laurentiis as well? Yes. So I don't know if he just signed on, like you were saying, for like a certain amount of picture deals. With... I think Dino knows where a lot of the bodies are buried, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Because yeah. right after this, he gets to work with Ivan Reitman in a movie that was not great. It's not one of Ivan Reitman's best films. But, you know, Ivan Weidman, yeah, I worked with him. Like, yeah, sure, right. no problem, right? Right. So, yeah, maybe it was a Walter Hill thing. I don't know. But you just read the script and it's like, this is nothing. Well, I think you've more or less said this when we were watching the films. In, in, in both films, I don't really feel like Schwarzenegger has much of a, a, a character. No, but... You know? <laughs> And I the mean, Terminator. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I guess know. That's built into the premise, but right. Yeah, right. It is built into the premise, um, but but it's still like you know, guy from future. Um, and even Conan's character is just like I don't. I don't give a shit. <laughs> that's his whole character. Right. It's like oh, I'm a snake guy. I'm doing this. Ooh, I like stealing things. And like, oh, I love you, Conan. And he's like, I don't care about any of that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna kill this guy. Right. And. I'm going to pray to my God, and if he's not going to help me, then the hell with him. <laughs> just, he's just a man bent on revenge, blank-faced revenge. Right, right. I don't know. I just, I don't know. Like, so he, like, in in, in, in Raw Deal, he's, he's, he's a cop who's upset with where he is in his life. Okay, all right. If, but, g- good. Uh, seamless. Yeah. But I'm going to stop you. Oh, okay. We are going to do this. Yeah. We have to talk about Raw Deal. Yeah. So, yeah, go ahead and tell us what happens in Raw Deal. Okay. So, basically, um, he he is a cop in a small town. Uh, him and his wife are unhappy. Maybe his wife is a little bit more unhappy than he is. Uh, but uh, he's been a cop in the small town for, like, five years. He used to work in the FBI. He gets a call from somebody he used to work with. Who's like, hey, I've got a job I want you to do, and maybe we can get you reinstated afterwards. Darren McGavin. Yeah. And uh, by the way, I'm personally funding this job. This, this is, is not. The books. Yeah, this is not an FBI job. I want you to. What does he even ask him to do? I want he, you to give him a raw deal. Yeah, I mean, he like he's like investigate these these mob guys, infiltrate their you know their crew. 
He doesn't even exactly tell them to kill them. He just wants to know more about them and he wants to bring them down. This movie is so on autopilot that I'm, I thought that I had like an education of the action films of the 70s, 80s, and 90s. And this film is so on autopilot, it must be drawing from a tradition of something, but I can't for the life of me figure out what it is. Mm-hmm. Because every... And, my apologies to the, I'm pretty sure he's a semi-famous guy that played the main, main bad guy, but like yeah. him, his squinty-eyed uh, associate, yeah, Robert Davi's in it. Robert yeah. Davi's in it. Um, and then, uh, oh, a character actor, what's his name, who plays the dirty DA or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these guys, 100% forgettable. Yes. Like, Schwarzenegger's friend and Oli Olofsson or whatever, like his friend that's in all of his movies is in this for like two seconds. Yes. Why doesn't like the bad guy have a, this is, you know, Truckosaurus, like, you know, my, my consigliere or something like that. Why isn't like Tiny Lister in this? Like, why isn't there somebody for him to fight? Like, it's just a bunch of Polish, old Polish dudes who run a crime syndicate and they're all wearing polyester uh, you know, uh, blazers, mm-hmm. and this is how they do it. And nobody's ever had the courage to come into their casino and go, "Oh, I'm smoking a cigar." Yeah, <laughs> I know, what? I know. It just—it doesn't—it's not compelling at all, and it—it's so tired, it's boring, and yeah, and boring and derivative that it must be drawing off of something else. There must be another better movie like this. Like a lot of times, you'll have a movie where a guy just is like, "I've had too much of this scum, and I'm going to clean it up." And uh, they're drawing off of Death Wish or they're drawing off of like Taxi Driver or something like yeah, that. But this right. is literally just, we, I, I don't know. Maybe it was designed, I don't really, I, I didn't look up the whole story. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. But maybe it was designed as a vehicle for Schwarzenegger because he's on screen and he's a robot. He's on screen and he's a, you know, a mute with a bowl cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he wanted to prove that he could do more. His people wanted to prove that he could do more. And so they give him this. Role that's kind of like. Do you ever see the Tom Jane Punisher movie? I don't think I actually have. I don't know the story behind this, Uh but for some reason, their Punisher wasn't. And it gets tougher and tougher to make him a non vet. He'd be in a wheelchair by now. Right. But instead of being a non vet, he was um, an FBI guy and he specialized in undercover things. Sure. So he's like Mission Impossible guy. He's like a rubber mask. Pull off the, like, hey, what's up? I'm slicky, you know. Right, I, right. I'm going to get you the deal. Yeah. And he's like an infiltration guy. Well, no, the Punisher is like a Green Beret that saws people's heads off. Right, right, right. right. And so I think he gets to fight people at the end. But the whole movie is him doing this, like, Undercover. Peter Graves kind of thing where he's going to make the bad guys' guys turn on him sort of thing. Yeah. Weird. That's kind of what this is. Uh-huh. It's like, I'm a small town sheriff. I wear my flannel shirts and I drink brandy right. and I yell at my wife for not working out, even though I'm just laying around drinking brandy. Yeah. And then instead he's like, well, I'm going to show you how it's done. Because back in the old days of the FBI, I would put on a three-piece suit and slick my hair back. And I'd be like infiltrating the bad guys. And they'd think I was a bad guy. Right. Right. And it it's a chance for an actor to give a performance that's like, ooh, He's like this playing is a, different a character. Side to him. I'm yeah. seeing a different side. Yeah. Or there's we have a couple points where it's like, oh, they got really close. They almost figured out who he was. Right, right, they right. Just barely got out of it. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. The only person who's onto him is Robert Davi. Yes. And that guy dies with like 40 minutes left in the movie. I know. <laughs> like he's literally just shot. Yeah. And that's over. Yeah. Uh, which is very anticlimactic, I might add. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just, but this movie and the other movie both take place in Chicago. Yep. 
I think this Red Heat does a little better job of showcasing Chicago as a as setting a or as a character, sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just like the worst side of Chicago, a bunch of old Polish guys who have some kind of racket, and he literally just massacres them at the end. Now, we know yep. that the, whatever they did led to the death of Darren McGavin's kid. Yes. Very sad. Yeah. But the end of the film, and I said this as we were watching it because I've never seen this movie before. I've been told to skip it for good reason. Yeah. But nothing happens throughout the entire thing. And there's one scene where it's kind of cool where he's driving around in a rock quarry. And then I'm like, this is going to end in a huge bloodbath. It has to because the audience would riot if it didn't. Yeah. And the bloodbath is all the idiots who run the crime syndicate are all getting drunk in their penthouse bar. Yep. And Schwarzenegger comes in and just just literally slaughters every one of them. I know. And it's like, yeah. You're supposed to root for this get guy. Him. And you it's, get that guy. It's like shooting fish in a barrel. Get that 68-year-old man. I know. <laughs> who's got hypertension. And then just you got him. And then just pour candy over they him. Pour candy on him. As a as an extra F you. Um I think we yeah. got the plot summary out eventually right i think so yeah. um and how does he embark on his uh quest to uh, oh become yes he um <laughs> he fakes his own death in the most spectacular ridiculous horrible expensive way he goes to investigate something he calls in as you know the sheriff I'm going to investigate a break in it's like it's like at some um silly refinery yeah and then, like, he he parks his cop car, and he, like, just shoots a flare or something, a rocket launcher or what have you, at his car, and, like, just millions, entire... thousands of dollars explosion. <laughs> yes. Thousands of barrels of oil explode, destroying the economy of this small town right. that he's clearly never coming back to until he comes back to it at the end. And he there's goes a, back to his wife there's too. A, yeah, there's a bunch of like there's a bunch of things in it where I I predicted a bunch of things that were all wrong yep. because I just couldn't understand. I couldn't see the movie going the way that it did. Mm-hmm. And when Darren McGavin came on, I was like, he's gonna flip. He's the bad guy. Yeah. But no, because he's not going to be in it at all, and we're never going to get to know him for it to make any sense. Yeah. So it turned out there was another. There was a good guy that he was a rival with. That was the actual so bad, bad guy. guy. Yep. Uh, and then I was like, well, his wife's gone because now he's with uh, Catherine Harold and he's going to, you know, be doing her. Right. And then the movie's like, get on the plane, like, like uh, Casablanca or something like that. Yeah. And he gave her like a, a quarter million dollars. A totally, completely sexless, zero chemistry relationship between the two of them. Yeah. He comes back on at the end, the very final scene and says, my wife is pregnant and we're back together. Yeah. The actress isn't back. Nope. None of it Have matters. not seen her. It's all... It's just... It's so bad. I know. Um, Think about 1986. Uh-huh. We've had this argument uh-huh. with the best. Oh, like what... We've had this what argument... year was that the, the best Robert movies come out, came out? And yeah. 86 ranks. Like, it ranks. Yeah. I don't know if it's the best. That's an argument that, like I said, we've had. It's right. A, it's an eternal argument that goes on, but... Yes. This, this year ranks. This movie tanks. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else to say? Uh, it's pretty dank. Um, I yeah, I don't know. I was just going off of the rhyming thing. Um, it's just really bad. Uh, and in fact, it was so bad. The way we watched these films, which is maybe kind of interesting. I don't know. We started watching Raw Deal. You were like, 
this isn't very good. This isn't what I thought it was. And then you we, we put on Red Heat because that's what you had intended for us to watch. Speaking of heat. Yeah. Out of the frying pan. Into the fryer. Is it the fryer? It should be the fryer, uh, isn't it? I thought it I thought it was. Because you're frying no, well you don't put a frying pan in a fryer. Well, though. that's true. I guess it has to be fire. Yeah, okay, it's fire. Never mind. Good good um, good, good try. Okay. Um so we started watching that and we were like, Oh my gosh. And then we got to the end of that and you looked at me and we were like, Well, we gotta finish Raw Deal now. <laughs> Cave well, because I knew what our show was gonna be about. Yeah. Cavemen must have had a expression that was like, Oh, the the fats in the fire. Somebody said that, right? Yeah. Or like uh, off of the meat and into the coals or something. Like before they invented, because that, that concept, we understand that concept. Right. Fleeing one situation, ending up Get, in a worse one. Yes. We must have understood that before we invented cook, cookware. I think you're probably right. Yes. <laughs> well, you're, right. you're trying to save what I said. I appreciate it. I'm trying to it. save the show. Let's talk about uh, Red Heat, I guess, now. Oh, boy. Okay. Red Heat. Uh, Speaking of heat, how's it open? Uh, Hot. Yeah, and a sauna. Uh, where, where the guys are wearing loincloths and the ladies are wearing nothing. Right. Wow. Because, you know, no homo. Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so he's, he's, he's looking That'd for. That would be a great, if they, they could put that on the poster if they want. Um, wow. <laughs> wow. Great, you should, you should do advertising for saunas. <laughs> the guys are wearing loincloths and the ladies are wearing nothing. <laughs> Red heat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's he's going after a criminal who uh, him and his gang I don't know um, they they uh, they do they specialize in bringing in uh, cocaine and uh, drugs and that sort of thing and so uh, they've been after him it sounds like for quite a while and they they he goes into this bar and like basically. Starts a shootout yeah, with like, everybody. Movie must start. Begin. Yeah. <laughs> so and, just everybody starts shooting each other. Yeah, and then people from both sides die. I think he ends up killing the main bad guy's like brother or something right. like that, and the main bad guy kills like his best friend. So they're even. No movie. <laughs> right. Except uh, then he goes to they they they're like oh he goes on an international flight we don't know where he's going they find out later oh it's America. Uh, so Chicago. then they're, yeah, Chicago. So they're going to send Schwarzenegger, whose last name is Danko. They're going to send Danko to Chicago. This is the Dank. Right, line. right, right. Uh, to get this guy. And he's not supposed to like work uh, in tandem with the Americans. He's so just supposed to. This is one of a very many confusing reversals in this film. I don't I would agree again, with you. I don't know the story, but just forensically, it seems like there were a lot of rewrites or just a lot of spots where they're like, does that make sense? Doesn't matter. Shoot it out. Shoot it out. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Because I could swear that they tell him, don't work with the police. I swear or they at least did too. Don't tell them anything. Yes. And then he gets there and it's like, well, we're your police escorts and this is to work with you. And there we go. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the, if he didn't work with them, there'd be no movie. I agree. So there's that. There's the thing where it's like, oh, he's staying in 302. And then he's like, oh, it says 303. And then it's like, go into 303, but 302. I know. That was so confusing <laughs> If you've seen me. the movie, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't know what I'm talking about, we may or may, may not explain it. I don't really care. Uh, so anyway, yeah. So here's what I'm taking over. Okay. So he gets there, and yeah, it's a problem because the bad guy, known as bad guy, is setting up a coke deal 
and yeah. the Coke's going to come back to the US, uh, USSR. Yes. Um, they don't know how lucky they are. Uh, because, uh, uh. And his superiors don't like that because they don't want the American poison of the West right. on their streets. Which, I don't ever see Danko show any real concern for that. He just wants to kill this guy. Yeah, I mean, he's Both basically films, a Russian killing machine. He's basically just a murderer that we're supposed to cheer for. Yeah. And so he gets there, and he needs to have a, a watchdog watch him, and that's going to be... Detective Ridzik, James Belushi, in his least charismatic role ever. Now, I could swear that I've seen him. I know he's only famous because of his brother, but I could swear I've seen him in some stuff and he was okay. Yeah. He is, again, we're operating on some level where you get, because we've had 48 hours at this point, right? Yeah. uh, for for him to come, Eddie over? Murphy. We've no 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 no. Oh, no. Oh, the movie Forty Eight Hours. Movie Forty Eight Hours. This is Walter Hill doing. Let's do Forty Eight Hours, except instead of a black guy, it's a Russian guy, right? Sure. And so we get that he is just so. I don't know. For some reason, Nick Nolte is also racist and misogynist in Forty Eight Hours, and you're like, yeah, kind of like him. He's kind of funny. Uh huh. Jim Belushi is not funny in this. He's not no. funny. He is a horrible person. Um. Uh, there are a lot of spots where you think like, oh, okay, this is just a now he's going to ad lib as they walk out, and I assume he's ad libbing, and it is not not funny at all. No, nope. like the line in the script could be like, what did he say? He said, "Kiss your mother's ass." That's that's a line in the script, and we've got about ten seconds as you guys are walking on a frame for you to riff on that, and his riff is like not funny, and it's just relentless about you know effing his mother's butt or something like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and just the whole movie's like that. I know. I know you. You keep thinking he's going to be funny. Uh, no, and he, he never is, and he, he is or be a hero. And spoiler, no. he's not. All he does is just keep Arnold Schwarzenegger from succeeding. Because from Schwarzenegger's point of view, putting a bullet in this guy is the only thing that matters. I don't think Donko ever was planned on bringing him back to the USSR. Probably not. And so when the, when they have that standoff in the bus terminal, all he does is just keep Schwarzenegger from shooting the guy. Then he, they get on the bus and we have a bus chase because nobody's yep. ever done that before. Yep. And he's yelling at him the whole time. And then they crash the bus and he's like, get out. I'm going to take care of this. And he's like, all right. And then he goes and kills him. And he's like, you killed him. Yeah. Why is you? Why are you in this movie? I know. To give us some insights into the way things work. Because there's commentary in this movie. I don't know if you figured that out or not. Yeah. This movie tries to do way too much. It does. They have... Commentary about the differences between the East and the West, which is very shallow. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, it's 1988. Like, we are really looking at, the, the movie literally opens when they get to, uh, or when they switch to Chicago, it opens on a Levi's jeans ad. Yeah. Which is like the coldest take in 1988. Mm-hmm. I mean, for Russians, it's like they're getting closer to jeans. But the idea of like, oh, they want our jeans or whatever, like, that's just a cold take. Yeah. And so it, that's about as far as that goes. Then there's um, there's like weird racial commentary because yep. the gang that they're up against is a bunch of black guys, yeah. But they're like straight edge, like black guys, and they're not Muslims because they specifically say the hoop doop, the doop doop, and the Muslims. Like yep. they are a separate gang, so these are not Muslims. Yeah, they're not. But as they the operate completely as yeah Muslims. Yeah, right. They they don't they push it, but they don't do it. They have a leader in jail who's like, you know, charismatic, in the blue button up, you know, denim shirt and everything. And he's like, tell you about my brothers and my sisters or whatever. Yeah. Which is just like, that's crazy. Um, This movie is like, it doesn't even have time. I'm surprised it doesn't try, but it doesn't have time to comment on misogyny 
it's just wildly misogynist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, Gina Gershon, who was still, she'd been in a thing or two at this point, but not really a headliner in this film, is no. in like two scenes and dies off screen. She dies off screen. And then like, to me, I'm like... And that's what makes the guys go... This, this is serious, this man. This, this is serious. serious. I, I have a lot of trouble with that just because, like, she... We found her in a refrigerator. Well, yeah, she calls, like, Danko and, like, they're, they're going to make a deal. And then we don't even see the deal go, like, something go sour with her. She's just dead on a morgue. Yeah. And that's the next time we see her. Yeah. I mean, and, and... both of these films, just, like, female characters don't matter. Oh, know? no, no. No, God, no. So, Are you kidding me? Yeah, I know. Uh, and then also there's sort of, like, a commentary about uh, the bureaucracy in the police system because yep. Peter Boyle... Uh, th- this movie's kind of weird because Peter Boyle was in Taxi Driver. Yes. And then we were watching The Player and Brian James, character yes. actor, was uh, the studio head in The Player and he appears in this as Streak, a yeah. pimp. I know. I know. And so there's a scene that's like, well, okay, people got, even scumbags have rights in America. You know who Miranda is? And he's like, I don't, never heard of her or whatever. Right, right, right. He's talking about Miranda, right? And so there's, yeah. they do a, you know, let's do do it my way, do it your way. And for all of his bluster, James Belushi, you know, plants heroin on the guy or whatever I know. to try to get him to confess. And then Dango just breaks his fingers. And so, whoa. Both uh-huh. not great. Commentary. Yeah, I know. On cop movies. Well, and then, like, Peter Boyle, like, says to, to Lawrence Fishburne, who's also in this, uh, who has a small part, like, uh, I'm going to just let these two bozos do whatever the heck they want. And they're going to screw it up, and it's not going to come bite me in the butt. But guess what? It comes and bites me in the butt Yeah. And there's a real emphasis on, we see a lot of, cops always complain about paperwork, but they like put the paperwork on the screen for some reason. They're yeah, showing like, the bureaucracy. So James Belushi's got to fill out all these forms, and they make a big point of it. And it just doesn't go anywhere. Mm-mm. It doesn't, it isn't like, you know, at they, there's a, so, so the the way it ends is, they're both in the airport. Danko's about ready to leave, and he's sitting watching a baseball game with Belushi. And they're talking about how, like, Soviets could have baseball. We would crush you. He's like, I don't think so. We've been doing this a long time. Here, here's my watch. I'll take your Russian watch. And it's like the resolution to a movie that never happened. Yeah, I know. Because it's not like they got to know each other. It's not like they became to, they began to appreciate each other's way of doing things. They acted in opposition to each other the entire time. Yep. Having all that paperwork in there could be, you know, representative of this is the red tape that an American cop has to climb through. And I'm not saying we should do this for everybody, but maybe there are some people who are above the law and so bad that they need to be chased down in a bus and Mm. they're just blown away mercilessly. Right. Because and then have him pull out the paperwork and like tear it up at the end and be like, well, we took care of that. You know, (laughs) that wasn't that wasn't. Thank you for laughing. That wasn't in the movie. No, no. No, it was all in service of just about nothing. Yeah. So again, I ask, why did you why did you do this movie? I I know I I don't know. And then they they show him flying, you know, like he leaves at the end, and that that nothing nothing changes with with Belushi. His partner died. Yeah. In all of this, another strange but... connection. Both films conspicuously feature male crossdressers. Yes. For no reason that I can ascertain. The no. first one was. I get there's a there's a club that they they go into the club to shake the club owner down or whatever because they're you know bad guys or mobsters or whatever yeah and the club happens to be like a drag club yes and it doesn't really have anything to do with anything 
And the movie is actually fairly cool about it. Like at one point, the the cop who I thought they were doing a Casablanca thing at the end, you know, because he meets him on the airstrip after he sent the woman away. You got to leave. Yeah, and he's yeah, like, yeah. This is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. It doesn't say that, but no. it feels like he's going to. Yeah. But he comes in and he's like, "This oh boy, I didn't know you were into this scene." And Schwarzenegger's like, yeah. "I'm into all kinds of things. It's crazy." <laughs> But but you know that the filmmakers did it just so you go, whoa, a man with a wig on it looks like a woman. Oh, so crazy. <laughs> we're, we're in crazy town now. Right, right, right. It was right. definitely why they put it in Red Heat, where a guy does a joker, basically, and he dresses yes. up like a nurse so he can get that's in to a kill a guy. That's a way of putting it. Yeah. And then they run off, and instead of them going, wait a minute, that's not, that's not a woman. That's, uh, that's the Russian guy we're looking for. Yeah. Chasing him down, having a shootout. Instead, the whole time, they're like, get that lady and then he gets shot by Schwarzenegger he, of course because so, yes. he does everything in this film and Belushi's really shooken up because he thinks they killed a woman and he's like oh, oh it's just it's a, a guy. guy okay it's just well, a guy and then like, later in the, on too. in the deep well, excuse me I think he said something oh about... he was looking at the guy's butt y- yes yeah. yeah and then the scene afterwards we get every you know fill in the blank word for a yes. man who dresses like a woman that you could get yes and Everybody is there's no acknowledgement that maybe he wasn't even somebody who was transsexual. Right. It was right. literally just a disguise. Right. To, to get into the hospital. Right. But everybody was just chugging the no homo juice. I know. Because we got to make sure we got that. I, Whereas yes. in this is 1988. In 1989, Earth, Heaven Touched Earth, when in the last week of the year, a film called. Tango and Cash uh, came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is itself a deconstruction of the machismo and the misogyny of yes. 80s action flicks. Right. And where Kurt Russell dresses up like a lady and it's totally cool. Yeah. And he's like, what? It's, it feels pretty good. <laughs> I know. Well, okay. It's about two men realizing that they love each other. Yes. And, and they love working together. Yes. Well, okay. Uh, I I just I I was thinking a little they bit. They tripped over their own no homo. Yeah, they did. Uh, I was thinking a little bit in about what happened in Red Heat before that scene at the hospital, and he picks up the the lady who's the wife. What's her name again? Gina. Gina uh, Gershon. Yeah, he picks her up and he's gonna drive her somewhere. The next thing we see is they're both at the hospital and he's dressed up as the nurse. So he drove her there, and he's like, I got a thing I got to do. <laughs> Hold on. You wait over there or something? Like, I, I got to so. kill this guy. Like, what I What did he so. tell her? That just makes – it makes even less sense yeah. when you start to There was one it. okay Dr. Zhivago joke, uh, which right. I didn't really get because I haven't seen Dr. Zhivago yet. Um, what was going on in Raw Deal, as we wrap up here, yeah. uh, with the gun porn of the highest – caliber uh, this is before predator in predator there's a there's a pretty significant scene where he's arming up for the final confrontation yeah and it is it's less like look at this specific gun of you know it is it does this and it's got these and it's got that right, right and i'm right. showing it to you then i'm putting it back down in the briefcase that I just took it out of. And this seems like five minutes long. Oh my gosh, I know. It's, 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 and it struck, it it hit home for me extra hard because we had just seen Taxi Driver where Travis goes to buy the guns from the guy and the guy's going through the caliber and what all the guns can do. Yes. And that is specifically, we're supposed to be terrified that this 
cuckoo bird is buying a gun. Yeah, but exactly. It's supposed to be cool that we're seeing all the things that his guns can do in his garment bag. I know. Um, and there are so many guns, and he takes every single one out, loads it, cocks it, you know, looks at it a couple of times. Puts it back in, straps it in, takes another one out, yeah. loads. I mean, it's just like lather, rinse, repeat. Yeah, and all he guns. does is just at the quarry in the next scene, he shoots guys with the MP5, and then his car blows up with all the guns inside. I know! So it was absolutely <laughs> worthless! <Yeah. laughs> we didn't need to see all those guns because he wasn't even going to use them. Did you get the the idea that... I guess he wasn't at this point in his career, right? But if Raw Deal had been made five years later, it would have been a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. I mean, I, I, I could see that. Yeah. Honestly. Another muscly guy with a European accent that's never explained. Never explained. Oh, no. And then, you know, Van Damme's put him in the pinstripe suit. Yep. And it's not a pool cover like uh, Schwarzenegger's, but, you know, so like the arms are kind of bulging, bulging a little bit. And he's like, yeah. I'll do a job for you. You pay me enough or whatever. <laughs> My brother, my brother's been killed by this mob. Right, I right, need you right. To go in there. I mean, that's that's what Death Warrant is, basically. Basically, yeah. Another uh, movie with conspicuous transvesticism. That's true. Which is way more sensitive than both of these movies. Yeah, I would agree, and and, and I think that that Death Warrant is trying things that both of these films don't even attempt to try. Trying to uh, kill a guy with a pipe through his head. Yeah, I say, know. Say that much. <laughs> Yeah, uh, there, there's a lot going on in that movie, but um, you know they're 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 going for it. Um, is 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 there a Van Damme movie? These are okay. Look, this is why I keep bringing this up. Running Man, all time classic, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. Commando, The Terminator, yeah. Conan the Barbarian, mm-hmm. Raw Deal, and Red Heat are Van Damme movies. <laughs> they're just crappy yeah. general crime scripts. Yes, with a character who is. In both cases, something of a fish out of water. Yes. Isn't there a Van Damme movie that's like Red Heat? Um, gosh, Actually, I I feel... Isn't he... He's Canadian. He's a Mountie in Death Warrant, isn't he? And then they send him... I think he is. I think yeah. he's supposed to be a cop. Yeah. Okay. Well, question answered then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um... I feel like there were a lot of uh, we because we, we watched a lot of Van Damme movies not that long ago, and I feel like there were a lot of them that were okay, you know, <laughs> and and were not really that great. I mean, for every hard target, you get something else, you know. That's gosh, I'm just trying to think of I, they're, they're I, I guess they're uh, not as memorable, so I can't. I can't recall. Well, them no, right I mean, now. like I brought it up because Van yeah. Damme's films generally lower quality. Yeah. Than you know, Total Recall. Well, yeah, I would agree with that. Van Damme never had a Total Recall. No, no, I don't think he did. Um, well, now I have to answer my own question. Um, uh, gosh. What what hard target? What what a, hard target's really good though. Uh, like yeah, total like, recall's awesome. Oh, you're saying what is his um, total recall? Um, yeah, I mean, I I think from all a lot of the films that we watched, I think Hard Target was one of my favorite ones. Um, well, we're not talking. We're talking about I know. I know we are. You got a favorite Schwarzenegger movie? Ooh, um, Terminator Two or Total Recall? Um, one of those two, I think. How about you? Probably T two. T two, yeah. It's just, 
it's such an achievement. You know? Yeah. It's probably too long and it's a little preachy, but it just like, you know, you think about action movies, other movies, like Gone with the Wind, huge production, cost a jillion dollars in 1930s dollars or whatever. Yeah. Um, she's walking across the train tracks. There's thousands of extras. You mm-hmm. know, you know how it is. Yeah, like action movies just like weren't like that until T two. Like they were just we got a couple old cars. We send them off a ramp. They blow up. Right. Arnold Schwarzenegger kills everybody. How much do squibs cost? Big deal. But like right. it was just so big. It was just so expansive. Mm-hmm. And all of Cameron's film. That's kind of what he brought to eighties and nineties action. He was kind of like Michael Bay before Michael Bay. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, probably probably that. Or the villain. The villain? What? <laughs> I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah. Don't, don't don't there's a reason for it? Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> in a wooden boat in the shipping lanes with the freighters towering over me. I can hear the jets. All right, we're back on. A little technical difficulty, but we're okay. Um, I think we proved why these are not the best. Yes. These are the lesser films of Schwarzenegger in his catalog. And who knows? Um, maybe there's more juice to squeeze out of this. I mean, we did a big, long uh, Van Damme run previously. Yeah. And that's there is no good and bad in Van Damme. There's just Van Damme. <laughs> You know, there is good and bad in every one of Van Damme's films. Yeah. Sometimes the bad outweighs the good, sometimes vice versa. But yes. uh, who knows? Um, but I don't know. Maybe we could talk about the villain. We could talk about um, Hercules in New York, the 70s films. Sure. The long goodbye of Schwarzenegger or I don't, definitely the 90s because the, the wheels start to come off in the 90s, right? Oh, uh, sure. Collateral damage, eraser. Uh-huh. Um, Help me out. Oh, uh, a junior? I don't know. That was 88. Oh, that was 88. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, uh... Some of his worser action films. Yes. Uh, But who knows? Um, Join us. Join us on social media and tell us what you think about this topic. What's your favorite Schwarzenegger film? What's the film that Schwarzenegger should have never made? Sure. Yeah. Uh, And is the answer um, Molly? (laughs) What was that? What What was the... The horror movie that he did where his oh, daughter is like a zombie. Yeah. Gosh. I Something can't re- like that. I can't remember what it was. It was some girl's I actually, name. I, yeah, I actually haven't seen it. But my problem with a movie like that is how do you think it's going to end? Well, he's going to have to kill her, think right? He's to kill his daughter? Right. Either <laughs> yeah. that or somehow keep her alive. The sixth day. No, the seventh or the seventh day. It must be the sixth day, right? What? I don't know. <laughs> 
I don't remember. Um, he he's either gonna have to kill her or it's gonna be the like sixth day. Like um, what's what's the name of the the zombie movie that's funny again? Though uh, wow, I, I'm blanking. Uh, Night of Living Dead. Uh, the sixth yeah. day. It is the year two thousand. Oh boy, where he's getting cloned. Not really wow. a spoiler. Anyway, movies like that. <laughs> uh, let us know. Talk with us on social media. We're waiting to join the conversation with you. Uh, also, follow us on your social, or excuse me, your music listening platform of choice. I've been cruising around, mostly because I'm giving up on Google Podcasts on oh, my Android device. I see. And so I've been checking out other markets, marketplaces, uh-huh. and seeing we're there. I don't remember signing up for this, oh but we're goodness. there. And I'm, it's a very versatile. So, yeah, we're wherever you want to find us, be it iTunes, uh, be it uh, Stitcher, um, yeah. po- Pocket Casts is one that... Uh, CastBox. Yeah, CastBox. We're all those places. Uh, best thing to do, subscribe to us. That way the show comes to you as soon as it's ready and you get to hear it. Also, give us a review and a rating because we really appreciate that. It really does help us out. And uh, give us five guns that you lovingly... <laughs> Take oh out, polish, reload, put it back together. Yeah, put it in the garment bag. Yeah. What was the raw deal? I have no. When are we gonna get idea. to the raw deal? I know. Who got the raw deal? Who gave the raw deal? I I I, I don't know. I kind of feel like maybe it's his friend who gets you know spoilers who gets shot but who survives. But 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 that's, that's, that's no impact. There. Yeah. Was yeah. the raw deal the raw deal he got before the beginning of the film? Where he got kicked out of the FBI. That was the raw deal. That was the raw deal. Also, why was there a guy impersonating a traffic motorcycle cop at the beginning of the film? I Just so we could have a fun The thing. longest con. Yeah. We didn't know he was a cop well, at the beginning. $3,000 on a police motorcycle at auction. And then yeah. I'm renting this costume. I can't get anything on it, so be careful. Right, uh, Give right. me 50 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. So anyway, <laughs> uh, give us five stars. We'd appreciate it. We'll be back uh, next week with more to talk about in the world of nerdy entertainment. And we're signing off. I'm your host, Caliban. I'm your co-host, Mikan Hana. Keep the geek fires burning. me.